You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. And for the final time, we are back. Now, not final in some total, but final for college football. It is the final fiesta. Mike Valeni here, Jim Costa, across from me in a pizza sweatshirt. I, I don't even know Who what. doesn't like pizza? I, the fact that you're wearing an item, you don't even know where you got it. And it's a sweater adorned with a gigantic slice of pizza. A cheese pull. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Um but this is our final resting place for college football. I don't know how we got here. I don't. You know, it's funny. I can still remember us putting together the initial episode and breaking down Wyoming, Illinois, and in Dublin. Dublin. Looking at you, Scotty Frost. This is the year Scott Frost gets it right against Northwestern. We were both so certain, too. We're like, they lost all those close games a year ago. Yep. It's got to flip back. Kind of like the Vikings in the NFL. It's got to flip back. The opening Thursday night, Mike New at Ball State, bucking us with t- Tennessee. We had the Missouri La Tech game. To now, dude, it's, what is it? Literally. I mean, are we 17 weeks later? More, right? It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And now we're down to it. The national title game, Georgia TCU. Um, couple of notes before we break down the semifinals, give you a preview of the finals. And we also, you're going to want to stick around this episode. We have an emotional farewell to college football that we'd like to deliver. Um, couple notes on kind of what we've built and where it's going. So if you are, and I want to approach this, I know many of you listen to everything we do. Most of you listen to the NFL and some of you, you're here with us now for college football. I get it that College football, it is niche. It is. It's not. The NFL is currency. College football in many major markets doesn't exist. Mm -mm. Where I'm from, New York, it doesn't exist. So I want to just offer this to you, and we'll do the same thing at the end of the NFL. What we've built and where it's going. So what started out, total grassroots. Um, We've arrived at a point now where we are the number one original podcast that this company's got. Uh, We're very proud of that. And it's only getting bigger. It's only getting more momentum. And we can't do that without you guys. I mean, it's just, it's the truth. Like, we like doing the content, but you guys make it worth our time. Who are we kidding? Like, we're way too deep in our radio (laughs) careers to be doing free shit. Well, this ain't free. So, look, you guys have crushed it. Now, what does it mean? So, I think something that... A, you know, Jim and I have talked about specific with sales, national, all the rest. 
this podcast will have nine of 12 months covered. And what I mean by that is we're going to make this thing essentially year-round. You're not going to get us past the Belmont Stakes in June, July, and then we'll be back in mid-August. But we're going to take you through college football. We're going to take you through the NFL draft. We're going to take you through the Masters. We're going to take you through the Triple Crown. March Madness. March Madness. And we are in the process of figuring out the taping schedule. But what it looks like is this. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're still going to do content. If you enjoy us and the banter, yeah, some of the shows are going to be more focused on sports and dicking around. And yes, there will be picks, but here is the problem. Trying to dole out basketball selections. The lines don't even come out until, you know, post-game on a Tuesday night for Wednesday tips. You don't get the injury report until shoot-around is done and a lot. Have you noticed in the NBA now, everything is a GTD, game-time decision? Um, We're going to try to do the best we can with basketball picks. Uh, I think futures play a role Uh, for March Madness. We're going to take you through the whole tournament. We'll come in. We'll do early look-ahead lines. We're going to come in and make picks for for the games. Uh, And then we'll come back, do it for the next round, and do it for the next round, do it for the next round. Hockey? Can't do it. We can't get Mike to do some goalie props yeah. on, a, on a Thursday yeah. night. Nadelkovich <laughs> over 32 and a half saves. Um, but what essentially what I'm telling you is we have built this to a point where we can justify doing it most months. Mm-hmm. We can justify it from a sales standpoint, revenue standpoint, and from a, a point where you guys have gotten this thing um, that we are, we're, we're, we're killing it. So, A, that's a major credit to you. Um, B, the reviews, the mailbag stuff. I want to make that a permanent feature of what we do, even in the offseason. Mailbags are great. We read them. We see your reviews. Uh, we've toyed with the idea of setting up an email, mm-hmm. which other pods have done. We're mm-hmm. not reinventing yeah. the wheel. Uh, we could do that. If you're interested in that, we can. I certainly won't be running that. But if Jim wants to with his little pizza sweatshirt and he wants to bring up five or ten of them a week, we can do it. Um, but look... We want to do next fall some form of weekend live element. That is the goal. So we have a lot of conversations we have to have with corporate and sales. But yes, guys, the idea would be on either Saturday or more likely Sunday morning for the NFL doing a live show and... How we incorporate it, we make the final picks. Jim, who is really good with player props, we'd be able to dole those out. Sprinkle those in. Right. So just understand, we need to keep the momentum going. We know the offseason, what's going to happen. Guys, I get it. I'm a podcast listener. I I, I stop listening to a lot of pods when the offseason hits. I respect it. Weather gets warmer. You're out and about. You're doing your thing. Right. I get it. But we're just going to keep rolling. Um, But next fall, we've got some big shit planned. Uh, including probably another studio makeover in some total. Oh, yeah. And and just sit tight. So here's one thing I wanted to do, Jim, before we get into the championship game, talk about the semis a little bit, the Mount Rushmore for season one. We are done with college football, and barring something unforeseen like Max Duggan throwing for 800 yards on Monday night, Mm -hmm. who would be the four characters that you would say define Cash the ticket college edition for season one. Now, I have my list, and I put it down. 
But so I'll, go through your list. Okay, here is the Mount Rushmore. And not all of these are because you're good. Right. First and foremost, with the premier position, would be Petros. You cannot have a Mount Rushmore of cash the ticket without our king, our Friday night lights. He went to Rancho Cucamonga High School, Petros Papadakis. The Petros game, us creating a document to track where Petros was calling games. True story. I looked into getting like a, a little figurine of Petros, and can now you? I still get ads from one of these companies. One you of these can companies make a Petros? Yeah, now I needed to get like some photos. It was borderline creepy, can, but but I, I looked into it. No, no, it. but that's what I want. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. What would you think of? And if we had to put money behind it, we could. Oh, yeah. What if we kicked off season two with Petros on the show? That'd be great. But I'm not kidding. Like, I'll fly him in. I want to do a live broadcast. Has he been east of the Mississippi? It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. We get a sponsor. I'll fly the guy in. Yeah. I'll put him first class. He can fly out to Detroit. We do a live show. Who is his agent? Find we'll it, and I'm going to work we on got it. time. I want Petros on the show. He, so, he would be on the Rushmore. Petros is on the Rushmore. Someone from TCU has to be on the Rushmore. It's the head man himself, Sonny Dykes. We had TCU featured on this show for what felt like week one against Colorado all the way through the final. Well, it's funny. You were high on TCU from the beginning. I talked to you out of the opening night just because uncertainty. Who Duggan is even the starter. What's going to happen? And then I must have picked against them like six consecutive weeks in a row. And I whiffed every single time. Pay. So you would go Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes as the lead frog. Petros, our short king, where you debuted that you have a Hainer household. Jake Hainer, mm-hmm. quarterback at Fresno State. He is our short king, and he helped establish the BGB. Big game bet. Yes. Jake Hainer. Now, it would be a miniature version because there's no way you could compete with the size of Petros or Sonny Dykes' head. But we put him to scale. Be Petros, Sonny Dykes, Jake Hayner, and who could forget? Will Rupley. Jake Rupley. Jake Rupley. <laughs> Bobby Poopley. <laughs> Kansas State's third string quarterback. And he probably caused me the greatest meltdown of all because Adrian Martinez got hurt. Will Howard got hurt. They blew a 28-10 lead against K-State. And Will Rupley came in and killed us. The only exception, well, no, actually, I think that's a good one because it it ties in the killing of quarterbacks, yes. which was a theme all season long. Yeah, yes. I like that one. I like w- that. Would you, how would you alter it? Well, I'm looking through the ornaments to see if there's anything that, like, stands out. No, I, I think those are your best four. I, You know what's sick? What? I actually put, like, 15 minutes of thought. Into, <laughs> I was sitting at the island in the kitchen, and I'm like, all right, Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore, Who Mount Rushmore. Four? Those are good. Okay. Those are We're good. okay with it? We're, I like it. All right. Record recap. It's quick. I went five and five, which is kind of appropriate, basically. I had two bad weeks on the year, and that's going to define my season. Mm-hmm. Um, big game bet. We hit the Kansas Bowl game. That brought us to 8-0. It's the saving grace. Cookies jinxed himself. You can listen to the recap episode. Mariah Costa made an appearance. He got, Harry, I've reached the top. Lead pipe to the face. Four and six for Cookies. Falls just short of the goal of getting back to 500, 74, 78, and 3. But, but essentially just a shade under 60% since the Costa Lock returned almost three months ago. Three months. So, so horrific to begin, rock solid to finish, and just missed. So when we look ahead to next year, 
I feel like I'm confident going into it. Like we started so slow, but okay. I picked up steam. How do we get better? How do we get better for next season? How do we get better? You know, the, the, the right answer is not the exciting answer. It took us a little bit to recalibrate. College football has become year to year, and you've already seen it with the transfer portal. I struggled You're, with it. I'm going to buy the preseason magazines again, and matter. I'm going to get knee deep into it, and it's not going to matter. And I'm going to swing, and I'm going to miss, and it's going to be a month of ugly, a month where we're both underwater. I got too cute. So the answer is to scale back early, but nobody wants to do that when you're excited no. and college football's back. Week two, I think I bet 13 games. Yeah. I, I just, I need to be more selective with underdogs. Well, we do it in the NFL and we do very well. I know. But the problem is underdogs started this year. They weren't covering at all in, the, in college. Mm-hmm. And I think it's how I dug a hole. I, I get very nervous in college about teams on the road. I get very nervous about that short home dog where the spread looks weird. Mm-hmm. I have to be willing to admit sometimes team A is just better than team B. And don't turn everything into a conspiracy. I need to be better at that. I do. Yeah, I would agree. Where can you be better? I went 50-41-1 and one at the end of the season. I know, but you still finished below 500. Where can you be better? Can I help you? Yeah. Don't bet 150 games over 15 weeks. Jim. 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 It ain't got nothing to do with what you pick. Yeah, it's, it's how much you're volume. picking. Because you know what it is? is that we do this in the NFL. We're really good about six packs or, le- or less. Yeah. You know, find the ones you really like. And leave the other ones off. And Mike, maybe I love the it. board 27 picks later. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. Laying face I, up in a gutter. I will allow you. Week one, not week zero, but week one of college football, you pick as many games as you want. It's 10 plus. It's going to happen. Fine. But after that. Single digits? Eight? For your own sake. Eight? Maybe. There's just so many college games. It's so good. It's so tantalizing. All right, let's get to the board. Presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, the lone game of the week. So here's what we'll do. We'll break down the semifinal that sends each of these teams into this matchup Mm -hmm. and get in. Why don't we start with TCU? America's darling. You know, we talked about it Um I told you I liked the points in that game if I was forced to do it. I never had TCU winning. When you look at that game, Jim, TCU battle-tested clearly. They didn't flinch. But call it what it is. Michigan fumbled at the one cock line. They fumbled out of bounds twice. They threw two pick sixes. They fumbled a snap to finish the game. And TCU, man, the minute Kendra Miller went down, I thought it was over. But my boy DeMarcado popped off a couple huge runs. Duggan had a bad day. Wasn't that quintessential Duggan? Yep. Basically 50% passer, periods where he's airmailing balls. But Sharp makes... in the red zone, extending plays, but at the same time, it wasn't pretty. No, but he made the two biggest plays, the crosser deep to Quinton Johnson, and then the two-yard pass that went for 85 to Quinton Johnson. Made the, the, the couple big plays. And give Johnston the credit on the second one because he ends up running the route shy of yeah. the line of scrimmage. He adjusts the route knowing, hey, my quarterback's backpedaling and needs yeah. needs something. He's not going to be able to get it to me. I said it since week one. He's first-round pick. He might be a top-ten pick now. He's the physicality is lethal. Your Giants could use a receiver. Ooh. Put, put that out there. Ooh. Um, but look, TCU, clearly, like, they were the weakling of this. They have this never-say-die attitude. I thought it was unbelievable they were able to run the ball on Michigan for 263. That's what stood out to me. Does does it give you any hope they can do it against Georgia? I mean, I'm much more skeptical, but I've been skeptical of them all season. Well, so I'm also I, skeptical because Kendra Miller. Ex- exactly. 
Michigan played poorly in that game. But I want to give TCU credit because of what you said, because they were better in the trenches, better at the line of scrimmage. Everybody said 3-3-5, you can run on it. But they, they knife and they angle and they do a good job giving themselves a chance in the run game. And Michigan popped a big run early and then nothing else the rest of the way. It was J.J. extending plays, but I'm talking between the tackles, what Georgia likes to do, right? TCU showed you, hey, we're not going to be disrespected. We'll put a chip on our shoulder. We're going to find ways to get in the gaps and and get our linebackers downhill, our safeties downhill, and we're going to limit you to three, four yards a pop and, and stay in this game. What was interesting, and it's what you said, it wasn't that the initial three guys, 98 at a huge game, mm-hmm. I forget his name, but I mean, they weren't just occupying what you said. They they were, A, holding the line. There was no positive movement, no line yards. And then their system of not just filling gaps or sending backers, but it was very elaborate where you were getting almost layers of pressure from a run-oriented standpoint. I wonder a little bit, with the injury to Washington— the tight end built in a lab bite by Georgia. We don't know if he's playing it. Right. Georgia does a lot of similar stuff to Michigan, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You do wonder if TCU could line up, use some of that game prep from Michigan. Would it translate over? You're not going to stop Georgia, but, geez, doesn't it make you feel like they could stand in a little bit? I mean, Georgia's more, like, they don't have the one elite tailback. And it's just no, McIntosh is a, a good He's really player. good. And it's a churn. But he's not it's, Nick Chubb right, the years past. Todd right, Gurley. Right. So I think that's one thing we've struggled with all year is how great is Georgia. And I use the word great because that's the standard they set coming off of yeah, last year. I don't year. think they're great. I don't either. I think they're good. They're not as good defensively, although still very good. And their running game, they don't have the elite tailback. What's their downfield passing game? Lad McConkey, he's injured and he played last week. Bowers, Bowers was MIA for yep. most of that game. And Maybe. I know they, they're creative in how they use him, but he's still a tight end at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, here, okay, so flip the script. Now let's look at how Georgia got here. So I like the over in that game, but I never imagined I'd hit it at halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, I, couldn't be- I, I couldn't believe Georgia's defense. That was one of the biggest no-shows you're ever going to see. But didn't we talk about that that was possible? Yeah, because OSU's upgraded Tennessee. Yes. And Stroud answered the bell for once. Yep. Didn't get freaked out by pressure. Played great. But, Jim, even losing Marvin Harrison, they were able to move the ball. They were noticeably less when he got hurt. I know. But that doesn't that kind of feel like the formula here is it was a year ago— um, Bryce Young yeah. to JMO, one elite receiver with a gutty QB who yeah. will never say die. So Duggan, Quentin Johnson. Johnson. So again, I see it. It's why a lot of the money's on TCU. A lot. It's called Earth. Almost all of it. Line has moved from 13 and a half to 12 and a half, but I do believe that's got a little bit to do with Georgia's uncertainty with some injuries, including Washington, the tight end. It does feel like TCU is kind of typecast in the role that Ohio State nearly pulled off and that Alabama pulled off the year before in the SEC title. At least from the, yeah. they have the, the ingredient of gutty quarterback and super-duper elite NFL receiver. The question is, do they have everything else that Ohio State had or, or Alabama had? And I don't think so, but we've been downplaying TCU all year. No, they're a bunch of three and four stars. They don't have four, five-star elite guys. But here they are, one game away from pulling this thing the off. The question just becomes... Can TCU go back-to-back mm-hmm. playing arguably the game of their life? Well, they've done it all year. I know. And at a certain point, you turn into a pumpkin. Yeah. I think if, we've, if we look at Michigan, I think deep down, I knew they were good 
but I also knew they were fake. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I told you the Big Ten stinks, but honestly, Jim, I don't think I was that far off saying a Big Ten team is going to win the national title. Yeah, like two in the final four. Michigan could have won, <laughs> and Ohio OSU State- should have won. Absolutely should have won. Um, and both would be favored over TCU. I digress. Whatever. I mean, the spread is what, 12 and a half right now? Right. And the problem is TCU is a massive, massive public dog. Everybody has picked up on what we've picked up on. It's, it's kind of obvious. But then you do kind of return to water finds its level. I know. And part of me thinks like, do I have it in me to bet against TCU one more time? That has been a theme for me all year. Yeah. Do I take Georgia and go with the route? I still lean over. Over under at 62 and a half. I mean, are we really looking at a game that doesn't get to 62? Do, do you see a scenario where Georgia strangles them and it's 29 to 10 or something like sure. that? Sure. I think if Georgia's smart, they don't want a repeat of the OSU game. The problem will be, can TCU go back-to-back against legitimate power running attacks and do what they did? Look, outside of the first 53-yard run by Donovan Edwards, Michigan did nothing yeah. on the ground. Now, you want to say, well, McCarthy dot, dot, dot. But guys, not- when a QB scrambles against man coverage and the defensive backs' backs are turned, mm-hmm. that's not running the football. That's a third and 15, and the QB recognizes what's happening. They picked up the fifth rusher. TCU was going three down linemen with a spy. Mm-hmm. They changed it, brought five on that particular play, and J.J. punished them. I'm talking about legitimate running down, Lining up, and here's the other key. When Michigan needed one yard or two yards, they had three possessions inside the five. They settled for only three total points. Right. I, I, so, I, I don't know. What I, I like your I like your thought on the over. What was the SEC title game? It was um it's like fifty to thirty. It was yeah. a high scoring affair. Yeah, and, and, they, and it was never close. Could this be the same thing where Georgia wins the game, even if it's never close? But TCU, we hit the over. Yeah, like here's my question: TCU at a minimum. If TCU's winning this game, we both feel like this is in the 30s. They're going to score in the 30s. Is if they there win. a scenario TCU wins a game in the 20s? No, I, no, I, no, it would no, it would no, have no, to no, be no. chaos, right? Fumbles and botched snaps and turnovers. Take it the other direction. We know that TCU will not quit. They will not lay down. Correct. Which means I get the chance for fourth quarter points. Yep. They're going to score in the fourth quarter. I don't know how I bet the under here. I thought 62 was a little low, though. I actually thought they may post a total here that had like 68 to 70 on it. So you're spooked by the fact that it's too easy. And I guarantee to you, everybody's betting the over. Well, why don't we take a peek at that? I'll bet you. Because I'll bet you an ugly sweatshirt with a slice of pizza on it. <laughs> that I think planet Earth is going to be betting the over here. But I can't make a case for the under. I can't. I, I think the everyone's getting seduced by TCU here. I know I'm rooting for TCU Buddy, to be contrarian, there's part of me that says you got to go with Georgia here. Honestly. Part of me feels like it would be like I'd be turning my back on myself. Yeah. Look, here's my, here's my point. When you have a team in Georgia, now here's the other part problem. National champions are 0-4 in the playoff era trying to go back-to-back when they make the final. Yeah. Now, I got the number if you want it. Yeah, let me hear it. Percentage of bets on the over, 90 Percentage of money on the over, 94. <laughs> so either you bet TCU, which everybody's doing, oh or you God. bet the over, which everybody's doing. Which means you got to go Georgia and under. 
Do we have to? No, you don't. I'm just saying, like, if you end up on, like, my for instance. My favorite contrarian, I would rather bet Georgia minus the points than the under. If you want I agree with you. Yeah. Look, here's the other thing, guys. I understand the trend of the national champ not going back-to-back, et cetera. However, do you really, the book is going to need Georgia. Georgia. Do you understand that the national champion and the number one team in America has 8% of the money on them? All season long, right. undefeated. And remember, when it gets ugly, it's ugly. Oregon week one, yes. Tennessee in a big spot. Yes. Even the LSU game, they, they won by 20 points in the SEC title game. Yes. Only Ohio State, which had the QB, the receiver, the offensive and defensive personnel yep. who had recruited at a level similar to Georgia. Only that circumstance put them on the brink. And even right. in that game, they missed two field goals. Yeah, it does feel like Georgia should win this game by double digits. And, 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 and then it just becomes a question of, are you willing to go all the way listen, up to 13? The line went to 12 and a half. You could argue, wait till kickoff. Hell, you could argue, I don't want to take a side. I want to live bet this game. Maybe you do get an early TCU But, but isn't score. there value in getting under 13? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. key number. Now they've they've Analytics, two-point conversions, etc. Yeah, my, my play will be over 62, lightly. I'm not going crazy on this. And, yeah, I would lean Georgia because I just don't want to be with the herd. I don't want to be with 92% of the tickets and 92% of the money. Number one, Georgia is going to be the book's biggest need. Need? I'm going to play both. I'm going to play Georgia, and I'm going to play the over. We're doing this together? We're doing this together. (sighs) All right, I'm in. I feel like I have to bet against TCU one more time. And if they win the national title at that point— what a fucking story it is for them. It'd be... I got a note in here for you specifically. Yeah, talk to And, and I, I, I saw this stat. If it's wrong, it's wrong, but I, it's unbelievable. If it's wrong, it's wrong, but I here we go. I haven't verified it three different ways or whatever. Right. whatever. We're doing a podcast. Five and seven a year ago was TCU. The last team to have a losing record before winning the national championship the following season. 1965, Michigan State Spartans. Holy shit. Shout this out Duffy happen. Doherty. This doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. And, and it's improbable. Sonny Dykes failed at Cal, right? I well, mean, it's a hard place to win. No, I know, I know. But, like, you would think, okay, his first year he's going to win the national title? No. It's no, improbable no. that they're here. They don't have to win it to cover. But, yeah, I'm, I feel like Georgia and over is the play. I, I, it sucks because I don't want to root against TCU. Like, I love the story, and I, they, they were my pet team, yeah. right? You know, our job's to pick the game. Like, don't everybody's you, don't you feel like it's it's midnight at the ball and it's time for Cinderella to go home? Gets in the carriage, turns into a pumpkin. Plus, if Duggan has another one of those days, he's only completing 50% of his passes. You won't get away with the mistakes against Georgia that they got away with against Michigan. Agree. And TCU, in turn, no disrespect, you're not going to get two pick sixes. Right. You're not going to get Georgia fucking around inside On the, the one, one, running the annexation of Puerto Rico. Uh, Yeah, I'll go Georgia and over. Georgia and over. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You had some props you wanted to spring on I me? did for you because you're, you're good at these and I'm not a prop player. So I'm going blind on this. I don't have yeah, But just let, let's see if they pass the and smell Jim, test. It's not to, to shark you here. Yeah. Do you want the one I love? Yes. The single play I love the most. I want to see if it passes the smell test. Here we go. Oh no. This stinks to high hell. Well, okay, but that's good. This looks way too easy. Oh, okay. I don't know that I'll like that. Go ahead. Stetson Bennett rushing yards. How low is it? Over under nine and a half. Oh, I like that. Hold he on. is me, so sneaky athletic. On the fly. Continue. TCU already showed they're willing to allow you to gain a few yards. They'll blitz here or there and play man where he could escape out the back door. How many times have we seen Bennett escape pressure, turn the corner, get upfield for a first down? Bennett, negative 18 rushing yards in the playoff game, negative six in the SEC title game. But prior to that, 21, 25, 14, 13, four straight games that would have been over, including against Tennessee. Now here's the question. TCU did produce four sacks against J.J. McCarthy. So the sack yardage, here's the trick. When you're betting the prop in college. Specifically college, yeah. Sack yardage subtracts from your rushing total. Mm -hmm. Doesn't happen in the NFL. Is the nine and a half crazy? Consid- now, does TCU get four sacks in this game? No. 
I'm the, look- the problem is he could have 11 rushing yards. I know. And you're not going to get paid until the end. And what happens if he takes a knee? <laughs> so I had to ask you about Stetson Bennett over it's under nine and a half. It. It's good to vet it. Do you uh, want another one? Yeah, give me another one. And I actually like the under here. Ready? Uh-huh. Max Duggan, rushing yards, over under 29 and a half. Factoring in the sacks. Now, Georgia, to be clear, does not have the same pass rush they've had. It's been a no. whole deal, but under? I just That's, I would bet under before I bet over. And here's the thing. The under is minus 125. Okay. The over is minus 105. All right. Uh, McIntosh rushing yards. I thought this was super scary. Ready? Mm-hmm. Not just the total, but where the juice lies. Over, under, 68 and a half rushing yards. The under, meaning this number is about to move, mm-hmm. minus 130. Again, they've done more committee than they've done in the past. Okay. So let's say you don't love the rushing prospects. No. You want to guess the passing yards for both teams? Yeah, I give it to you here. Bennett, what do you think is over under his passing yards? Uh, 235. 275 and a half. Okay. Duggan. 280. 235 and a half. So I have him flip-flopped. See, I think Duggan trailing puts up some numbers. Do you like any of these? I mean, I guess by my guesses, I, I like under Bennett over Duggan. Okay. But I don't love either of them. Can I offer you what I deem to be the scariest of the props? Yes. Touchdown passes. <sighs> Ready? Yeah. Both quarterbacks set at one and a half. What? You're probably getting over one and a half for Bennett, minus 200. Okay, that's what I figured. These are going to be... Over for Max Duggan, plus 110. Why is Max Duggan only one and a half? Under is minus 140. You're telling me. See, this is what scares me about betting the over. Yeah. You're telling me Max Duggan throws one touchdown in this game. How the fuck do they get Yeah. Yeah, the book's telling you basically, hey, 230 and a touchdown is Duggan. What? I'm asking and yet everybody's you. betting the over and everybody's betting TCU to win. Or, well, to cover the spread. Yep. Uh, Bowers, receiving yards, over under 62 and a half. Yeah, I guess it'd be right, right around He 60. was MIA in that game for a while. But are they going to have an emphasis to get him the ball? Especially if Washington Can I tell you something? Hurt. I actually like both tight ends in this game. I take Bowers over to 62, and I take Wiley, yeah. TCU, the Texas transfer. He was a ghost against U of M. Yep. Over under 16 and a half. He's a great red zone target. 16 and a half yards? Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. I like that one. How about Darius Davis? Had a quiet day. Yeah. He had the one ball, hit him in the chest, turned into a pick. He is the, you know, 100-meter sprint champion. Darius Davis, 29 and a half. I can't bet Quentin Johnson over under 90. That's a lot. Um, So do any of these draw you in here? The Wiley one's interesting. I mean, I know he's not like a super productive on the year guy, but that's that's one catch. It's sneaky. And I kind of like finding those. What about touchdown scores? Do you dabble into that? I don't. Some you're not going to bet. I don't do any of these. This is just for you. Well, if you you only got one game this week, if you give give me one to play, I'll play it. Okay, so you're not going to do McIntosh or Miller. They're both minus one ninety. And I don't even know Miller's health. 
Right. And and De Mercado is minus 190 as well. So you're not taking a running back to score a touchdown. No, no, no. Bowers is minus 180. No value there. Johnston, minus 120. No. D- decent, but I wouldn't do it. Lad McConkey, uh, he played, but I don't know about his health. What about a Stetson Bennett? That's or- what I'm saying. Rushing for the QBs, plus 120 for either one. Yeah, see, that one I don't mind because QB yep. run in the red zone specifically inside the 10. Yeah, Duggan, they'll outright run QB power. Mm-hmm. QB sneak, a yard out, yeah. they'll do it. Between the two, I like Duggan, but both guys can run for touchdowns. Uh, George's defense to score a touchdown, plus 210. I think I'd want it to be more. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what are the How team- about Wiley to score a touchdown, plus 600? Red zone, it's a lottery end. ticket at that point. What are the team totals? I'll pull them up. I want I want to know the team totals, and then we'll move on because we've got to do our our, our finale here. Um, uh, I gotta find it. Home team points total. Who the home team? Georgia. Georgia's thirty-seven and a half, and the away team is twenty-four and a half. TCU 37-24 final pop shit sixty-one just below the total thirty-seven twenty-four. I still think Georgia gets in the 40s. So in my notes, I said I think this game's 41 to 28, which would mean over for both. Game hits the over. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm more in line with that. God, do you take both teams' overs and just pray somebody gets there? Between the two, I think you'd rather – I don't know. Which one would you rather take? TCU. TCU, right? I think so. I think so. Dude, these are tough. I know. If you guys have a prop you love, go for it. I just want to give them to you. If yeah, no, it's good. Just right fodder. now, is there one you would take to offer the people? Of everything we discussed, yep. I think, I think, uh, Duggan rushing touchdown, anytime touchdown, plus one twenty. Yeah. Okay. You're getting people some juice. He's done it. They're gonna need him to do it. And now I want to offer you something. Yeah. I want to offer you a goodbye to college football. You know, this is emotional for us. Uh, We love college football. Middle America, Costa, East Coast to Middle America, me. We love college ball. So I wanted to just deliver a speech to you as we say goodbye to the college football season. We focus on the NFL. It is a goodbye to the sport of kings from your friends here at Cash the Ticket. On this day, we wish farewell to college football, a sport not for some, but for all. A sport so passionate that a kid named Will Poopley made us want to punch a goddamn wall. (laughs) Farewell to the hilltoppers and beavers, the buffaloes and cowboys, the angry waves and the happy cocks. Goodbye to the Spartans on both coasts, the middies and the cadets, the Chanticleers and the rest. Unless you're a bulldog or a horned frog, your team simply won't finish as the best. Farewell to Mike New and his fuckface decision-making. And a bye-bye for all of the college kickers and their field goal taking. The muff punts, the drop passes, the fumbled snaps, and the ridiculous pitches. And even a goodbye to the teams who quit on us like little bitches. College football, our love for you runs deep. Even when coaches and their goddamn analytics make betters weep. And while Jim will defend these assholes without saying a peep, let us all agree there is still no greater pleasure than placing a bet on Hawaii as we drift off to sleep. We will miss all of the action, the chaos, and the big plays. But before you know it, my old ass will be shopping for college preview magazines 
in those long, lonely summer days. Let us dream of a new season, Jim, that is brimming with hope, all while realizing that Jimbo Fisher is still a huge fucking dope. A special shout out to what makes this game so great. From the song girls and the turnover buffs to the Pac-12 games that keep us up way too goddamn late. The mascots and the cheerleaders and all of those goddamn teams we hate. The lost coin tosses, bad breaks, and to closing your eyes praying and leaving that Hail Mary up to fate. Rest easy, everyone, and don't be sad because college football will return shortly. And nothing to worry about because MSU special teams will still be so goddamn fucking bad. Harbaugh will still be a weirdo, and Ryan Day will still have a fake beard. Brian Kelly will scream, while several coaches will simply lose their entire team. Mel Tucker will still be chopping, while Coach Prime arrives in Boulder to get it popping. A few coaches will be fired, others will get the bag, all while poor Matt Campbell will rot names Iowa and simply be sad. For Jim, this is Mike, and we just want to say thanks. Now let's all have a moment of silence as we envision all those asshole college kickers and their shanks. Here's hoping next year's results go a whole hell of a lot better, because if they aren't, you're getting our resignation in an official fucking letter. We love you guys. Thank you for everything. Tremendous. And as we leave you, I just want to send a special shout out. Fuck you, Quinn Ewers. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's Cash the Ticket, college edition in the books. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.